um, you should use a condom before you listen. The American dream is dead. John Lyle, L.A. Lloyd, and Drew Bennett, Beaver Kool-Aid. Well, I was like, we could have already done a show by now. I feel like we did. <laughs> yeah, we, we're done. Most of the shit that I reco- don't record is, is should be part of the show. No, we just uh, we're, well, we're hanging out, getting to know each other. We haven't talked in a week. Well, that's what the sh- that's what Beaver Kool Aid's about. It's kind of like David's David, like, let's go, David. On, baby. David Letterman doesn't talk to his guests before he interviews them, so it's kind of like you don't want to you don't want to blow it all before you cut the mic on. Well, sometimes I think he should, but that's me. <laughs> you can't take that's 2018. You can't take the bit that we gave or before we start the show and copy and paste that into the show no 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 you can't do that that well that's what i've been doing for the past weeks but i figured we try to do it legit oh okay well i I just like to i like to slowly ease into things i mean you don't like any foreplay you Mm -hmm. like just to get down to business i'm not like that takes me he needs a dinner and stuff like that first right you know how about deferring to your elders a little bit lloyd yeah i know get going let me be fully lubricated Mm -hmm. so i'll start with the first thing have you guys ever been ghosted before where you just you know you're talking to somebody and then all of a sudden they just stop talking to you dude i've been on match.com for over three years are you kidding (laughs) no i'm talking about somebody you've known for a while no i haven't done that i mean but i've been ghosted by people i haven't known for a while and maybe it's a situation right you know that that prompts the ghosting but i i just don't i don't understand how people do that and i'm embarrassed to say that i have done that right where i had a buddy and then i just didn't i, I ghosted the guy so a guy not a girl I, you it's, did. A, it's a regret that i've had you know i always feel like i just don't want to hang out with him but i've always felt like an asshole for not and i don't have a reason i guess is the reason i ghosted him was because i don't want to sit him down and go hey man i just don't like you well at least now why. he knows that he doesn't like you either <laughs> That's fine. Because of that, because you're a person capable of doing that to someone who actually offered you a genuine friendship and affection. Yeah, friendship. What? Yeah, and it makes me feel like shit. Yeah. It what always has. I should call that guy. You know what, Patrick? If you ever download this podcast, I'm sorry, man. I'll call you personally about it. Well, anyway, I just think anymore. that. Now he doesn't have to waste his time. He can concentrate on people who are true friends. He was a jock here uh, in Austin years ago. Oh. And he's a great guy. You know, he's funny and everything. It's like he's not a bad guy at all. Well, then what's your problem? Yeah. I don't know, John. I really don't, man. I just didn't. I just didn't. I don't know. It was just a feeling. I have no idea. I can't even tell you why I did it. I have people that have reached out to me on Facebook, and uh, I've kind of delayed making contact with them. And then I realize years have passed. And I think, yeah. you know what? If I wanted to get in contact with them, I would have done it over the past 35 years. Does that make sense? Totally does. Yeah, but have you had like a friend that you've had? No, I wouldn't do that to a friend because I'm a friend. Yeah. I don't know why you dicked him, man. Was was he partying too much or was it uh, just got tired of him or what? I'm getting repaid because I had a, I have a friend who, who dropped me, who dumped me. Yeah. And that's, it's all right. But I, I, uh. I, it's karma coming back to me, man. There's a lot of rejection there. It's like, hey, what did I do? Well, am I that bad of a person? This person doesn't want to be around me anymore? I think really it's okay if you don't want to hang out with somebody 
but maybe you should have the conversation. Right. And well, I that, yeah, I mean, that's the thing. And you don't have to ghost somebody. When you ghost, you just totally fall off the, uh, the planet, right? Yeah. You go away. Do you think it's worse to do it to a girl or a guy or it doesn't matter? I don't think it matters. I mean, it, it, whatever it is. You so, ghost, you, you ghost. Know, friendship that goes so. Yeah. Well, in online dating, it, it really is awful because you can be, you could maybe had a couple of good conversations with somebody and you're thinking, all right, maybe we can get together and then nothing. But that's totally easy because gone. you just met, you just met somebody. You know what I mean? You just met that well, you person. You haven't even met them yet, but you think everything's going fine and then they're just, they they ghost you. They're yeah. gone. Yeah, it's shitty. But they don't owe you anything. I mean, if you've known somebody for three, four, five years, and then it happens, I, what the fuck is that, man? Yeah, well, it makes it even worse, and you're a perpetrator. How does that feel? That's <laughs> true. Well, I just was, it happened to me, and then I was looking back on when I had done it to somebody else. Mm-hmm. And I just... Uh, karma. So you've had karma. it done to you recently as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, Yeah. Yeah. But at least you're not a serial ghoster, fading friendship for years just so that you can ignore someone. Yeah. It's your way yeah. of getting back at the human race. <laughs> I've kind of ghosted my ex-wives. I have no conversation with them. I mean, Lyle, I mean, I don't, do you talk to your... Well, for you, it's ghosting. For them, it's celebratory. Right. Absolutely. That is yeah. true. So just I just talked to room. my first wife last night. Really? As a matter of fact. Kind of funny. So did I. I thought you just said they ghosted you. No, I was talking to your ex-wife. Your first. Oh, oh yeah. Okay. <laughs> and you're have supposed to it, say, "Have at it, Don't baby. You think that have it at be it." A conversation that you that you might maybe should have. I mean, isn't that the most adult thing to do? Right. It is. Or or is ghosting like the norm? Is it okay? No, I think you it know? just shows the where we are. You know, we've devolved socially. We have definitely devolved social. And since I most of the, your social contact these days seems to be electronic, that's exactly what we've done. And I see girls who complain, or and guys too, you know, like, man, I can't believe my girlfriend or whatever just broke up with me by sending me a text. Like, how shitty is that? Now, I'm sure they, I don't think they're our age, maybe, but still, that seems to be kind of the common thread here. It's like, well, you don't have to call them anymore. You just send them a text like, well, I'm kind of done. I'm moving on. Yeah, done. Thank you. I'm moving on. And so the way we used to do it with fire. <laughs> I just don't think that you say, I'll see you next week. And then you stop talking to somebody. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I'll be in touch soon. And then well, I've done that with people. I'll be in touch soon. And then I never am. But they're not people I was in touch with regularly. Anyhow. So why did you do it, Drew? Was, was it? Just tired, just moving on, just... I um, doesn't know why. You just quit. I don't really know. And I guess maybe part of me just doesn't remember why. Right. You know, it was a long time ago. But I I just... Uh, he was... a. will say that he was a little annoying, you know, um, after I'd gotten to know him. I'm one of those guys that... Yeah, I, I am definitely one of those guys that gets annoyed by, by people, you know. After I've gotten to know him a little bit. He was a radio guy, so there's And he was annoying, yeah, and he was a little bit more of a DJ than I was, uh, or at least that I felt I was. Oh, so you were jealous. I got you. No, no, I just mean he was more of a a DJ. You know, this jury member heard what this jury member heard. Look, I'll be the first to say I was, when I first started, loved radio, lived, breathed everything about it. But there came a point where, I don't know, maybe 10 years into it, 
it wasn't all I did. And I, I, I know exactly what you're talking about because I have some friends, that's it. They don't do anything but radio. They yeah, talk about Drew never said that this is the way the guy was. He said he found him a little mm, annoying. But that but I don't know. That's that's what, that's what I'm saying. My he daughter was tonight, because my kids, my younger kids, label everything annoying. And right. I said, Well, if you if you if you kind of feel that way, you can find that life in general is annoying everywhere. And she goes, Yes, exactly. Well, that's from. <laughs> and I go, I don't want to hear this. You need to change your perspective a little bit. Instead of everything is annoying. I think our kids are annoying. annoying. That's annoying. What? What, your 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 highness? What can I do for you so it's not annoying? I mean, just for years and years and years, for four decades, I knew that just the sound of my voice annoyed a lot of people. Still does. <laughs> but a Except lot of on this podcast because there would have to be a lot of people. But. <laughs> You just have to fight through that and you just, you know, go right on through. But a lot of people liked it. So you got to take the, you know, the, the balance, you know, the, well, that's what I mean. And so, so Drew doesn't connect with this guy. Like if he's a good guy, other people will connect with him. Right. So essentially the bottom line is screw Drew. He's a good guy. Yeah. He's, not he's a- just wasting his time with Drew. Anyhow, Drew has other responsibilities and obviously he's not a asshole. very good friend. Drew so, thinks the entire asshole. world revolves around right. him. So that's what it is. You know, he thinks this guy's fucking all bummed out because Drew's not paying attention to no, him. No, he's anymore. probably relieved. God, I got rid of that annoying dickhead. <laughs> well, no, I mean, he made many, 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 many attempts. Oh, how many many's? Wow. Many. That's a lot of. Well, many. maybe that's you know, what his, to, maybe that's what his psychologist told him to do after he expressed his, his hate for you. And well, even years down the line, he would reconnect. Sounds to me like a good person. Can I have his number? Sounds like a guy to go out and have a beer with. He's listen. He's a good guy, and I am totally the asshole for I having would, ghosts. Uh, I'll be more than happy to be with a guy. I'd meet with him. Well, I, you know, here, we're going to absolve you of any guilt. Move on, man. Yeah. You got us now. See, sometimes life is like that. It'll just shake things out. It's not the destruction of the friendship that even bothers me. Because I'm old enough now that I don't even need it. Right? I've got enough. Well, then what is it? It's that, it's that you can't have the adult conversation about it. Well, I don't think you do that with a couple of guys. I'm moving on. Yeah. You yeah. don't do that. You just kind of fall out. That's come on. It, it's that happened. Is that how it happens? It's the way you. That's the way things. People go. move on. Is man. that the deal? Yeah. 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 I mean, that's just the way things go. Some people don't. Sometimes you have so a dalliance with somebody. All right. They last a few years, and then you just grow grow apart. Because this is a big internet thing. You know, there's articles on ghosting, and you know, and how. Yeah, but in this how case, this was a, in my mind. This isn't a ghost. In my mind, you just. There just wasn't enough there for you to maintain the friendship. Yeah. And you just didn't really want to. To me, that's not a ghost. Not returning any of his phone calls is not ghosting or replying to any text messages that I did. That's not ghosting. A couple of guys. Not really. Not really. I mean, it's just, I mean, you know, the guy's busy. (laughs) Do like me. My excuse is always, I don't type. Right. It takes me forever to bang something out. My thumb's too big to text. I keep hitting the wrong letters. Yeah, how about this? I don't have any, I don't have any hands. Yeah. I'm married, and I got a bunch of little kids. Right. there, That goes when a long way. When you got a bunch of little that kids, is the reason I was social ghosting. priorities change a lot. Yeah. <laughs> that's the best. That's not even an excuse. That's reality, no, that's man. That's truth. Yes. 
Yeah, that no, is shit. reality, dude. I've lived yeah, that for no a shit. long time. I mean, it's true. <laughs> oh boy, that's funny. You should feel better. Yeah, Are you yeah. feeling better now yet? I do. I feel pretty good. Good. I just think I just think ghosting is an interesting thing. I think it's interesting when people do the things that they do. They all have reasons, and I even know what the reasons are. I just uh, I think it's interesting after you've known somebody for a while that that kind of happens to you. It's just well, an just, interesting look, social thing. It's no thing. different than, than uh, once upon a time different. where you'd move away and mm-hmm. your buddy or buddies would say, I'll be out there within four months to see you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Never see him. And then that was back when long distance, you call people at night because daytime calls were expensive. Right. Yeah. And you're talking to people, yeah, man, I'm working at it. And then, you know, they would never call you and they never came to see you. And so screw it. I definitely feel like a lot of my friends, I make the effort to to go see them. I, I haven't really had a lot that's visited me in Texas, especially those in California and those in like the Carolinas. It's always been, I'm the one that calls yep. or I'm the one that visits. Or it's like, oh man, it's so great to see you, blah, blah. I was like, well, motherfucker, this shit works both ways. So mm-hmm. um, I think, Drew, you're okay. I I've always been the one to visit. Yeah, for sure. I think you're fine. But yeah, I mean, I used to do that too, Lloyd. Uh, if I go back to North Carolina, I'd see different people. Yeah. I realize, well, they're never coming to see me. Mm-mm. I mean, so I'm there. On a subsequent visit, well, I wouldn't see them. Plus, of course, I had kids in tow and a wife, and I wasn't, what I was going to do, just escape. Right. Oh, no, um, I get it. Hang on, I'm going to go see Lloyd. I thought you hated that Lloyd guy. I still make an effort when I go home to see some. I mean, I really do. I'm like, hey, man, what's up? You know, I'll be here for five days. What do you say? Let's go grab a beer. Okay, man. Yeah, sure. There you go. And that's it, you know. But it's it's. I feel like I'm the one doing the work. You know, it's yeah. kind of like they didn't reach out to me. It's like, well. Get older, you just move on. If yeah. people are important to you, then you'll figure out a way. And so will they. It's mutual. You're That's okay, the Drew. deal. That's the bottom line is that people are going to do what they want to do. Right. And they're going to make time for you if they want to make time for you. And sure. that, that's the bottom line. It's called true friendship. Yeah. How many friends do you have that you talk to regularly? I've got, you know, outside of you guys on the podcast, I have um, three, other, three other people. So literally that I talk to once a week. That I still consider that I've been friend that I'm saying I've been friends with with more than 10, 15 years. I still have three friends I talk to once a week. So I'm like, okay, well, that's fine. I'm I'm good with that. You know, there's some that I see once a year, once every 10 years, but there is about three people that I talk to at least once a week. So well, I feel- uh I hate to break this to you, Lloyd, but pretty soon there's somebody on this named Drew Bennett that won't be uh- <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Be around anymore. Beaver Kool Aid with Lyle and Lloyd. Ghost you, motherfucker. Yeah. SOP with this guy. Yeah. It's like fuck you, L guys. Fuck Lyle. Fuck Lloyd. I'm I'm a D. A D. I'm out. <laughs> I wrote this down the other day to bring up on on the show because I thought this was pretty odd for a human being in the United States of America. It's um. It's been over four years since I've had a sofa. A sofa? Mm-hmm. Wow. Really? Couch, 
sofa. Well, what do you have? Surprising. Like just you know got... how people crash on the sofa? They have people here, join me on the sofa. What do you got? A love seat or what you got? A lazy boy or I love have, seat? I have a chair and I have a love seat. Yeah. And so if I crash, I kind of curl up like a shrimp Ooh. on part of the love seat and an ottoman. I started to say, you know, if you've been eating a lot, that love seat kind of turns into a chair for one. There's no right, love yeah. there. That's just you. Why? You know, that's that kind of thing. Well, that's good. That's that's uh, it's being practical just in case. But <laughs> I, I started thinking about it. And I thought, I bet you I'm in an extreme minority. Now, some people may not have a sofa currently, but for over four years. I mean, what do you pass out at night when you drink too much? That's what I yeah. mean. I'm just on the love seat. <laughs> or I curl up because there's not you can't you can't stretch out. So I shrimp it between the love seat and the ottoman you just kind of have to hang your legs over the end it's man. not it's not the, i think that's the reason i wrote it down because i woke up and i thought you know this is just stupid it's been over four years i haven't i haven't i don't have a sofa well you're not entertaining a lot of guests if you uh, if you yes, started doing that true but it would be nice to have a sofa when you just want to stretch out on the sofa well why don't you go buy one because I need to redo flooring in my house, mm. and I want things to work with the updated flooring. Oh, I got you. But to have the updated flooring, I need to have money. Right. And I don't like I don't like use things that you sit on. Tables are okay. Yeah. But I'm picky about the other stuff. Yeah, I agree with you on that. You know, we're from we're from where once upon a time, and I know I've used that expression one other time in this podcast. Uh, we were where much of the furniture in this country was made. Absolutely. Now it's all made in China. Right. But, so some of us are furniture snobs and we just can't sit on anything. I'm with you on that. By anything. So when my wife, my ex split four, a little over four years ago, she took the sofa and the sofa came back to me, but she said, you don't want that. It's worn out. Ooh. And she was right. So I tossed that thinking, well, within a year or so, I'll redo the flooring, I'll, I'll get some stuff, whatever. Of course, then I lost my job, and I've been in this holding pattern for four freaking years. Yeah, I think you need to get a sofa, man. Every every house needs a sofa. That's one reason I don't entertain. There's no place to sit. I got a chair, a love seat, and my exercise bike. Mm. And Because the, the exercise bike has a seat. But if you're a, if you are a furniture snob, you're going to drop a couple grand on a good sofa. More, way more than that, Lloyd. I'm sorry to say, five thousand, four thousand. I mean, I was doing the 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 pricey stuff when I made no money. Yeah. So you're you're just going to hold out. Uh, well, at some point, if I hold out long enough, I I won't have to have a sofa. I've got a sofa down downstairs and upstairs. So. Um, if you want to come over here and crash on mine anytime, You're double couched. I'm a double couch guy. Wow! But that one upstairs was uh, we've had it for about <laughs> about 15 oh, that's years. One you didn't get rid of. That's yeah, it. it's it's one of those. But man, it's so soft. It's to the point now when you wake up at, at 3 a.m. and you crawl off of it, you kind of have to get on the floor on your knees first and then push yourself up because <laughs> it's a no, little I mean, low to the floor. Where I was when I was uh, falling asleep <laughs> on what I have. It looks like a crime scene. <laughs> Uh, it's like what the hell is that that's funny i hope you get a uh, a sofa because every man needs a sofa they really do well yeah of course you do i mean that's important 
It's a part of you your know, you life. You got to have a place to stretch out. You got, I just couldn't believe it. Four years. I mean, I could give a shit about a recliner or a lazy boy. I've never really cared about those. I know my dad loved them. He just, he always had a, a recliner. But for me, I'm like you, man. I'm like, let me stretch out on this couch over here. It's all I need. I can it's like sleep say, here. You know, I've been sleeping on the floor for four years. Right. Why don't you get a bed? I don't know. I wanted to get a bed, but I wanted things to match, and I just haven't gotten it yet. So I'm sleeping on the floor. Maybe that's the reason I'm not attracting any women. Well, it could be. But I have to say, I've probably spent more better nights sleeping on the couch than I have in a bed. I can promise you that. Oh, yeah. I slept on the couch last night (laughs) and the night before. So you guys are bragging. Drew, brag, brag, brag. (laughs) Yeah. Because you can do that and I can't. It's like saying, I can pee upright. Right. And you're rubbing it, it in really my bragging? face. Is it really bragging to say that you're sleeping on the couch every night? Yeah. Most people are going like. those of us that don't have one. Yeah, most people are going like, ah, Drew passed out on the couch last night is what happened. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I've been yeah. there too. I know that. That's what I'm saying. The couch is, is a necessity. I haven't had hot water in four years. <laughs> I haven't bathed in four. I realize I haven't bathed in four years. Bathe as in taking a bath or bathe as bathe like you haven't washed. Do you think do you think maybe that's why you went and to, to get that girl those that glass of wine he came back? And yeah. She wasn't there, she wasn't there exactly because I stunk. Body odor. You know, my body stunk, but I kept my funk. Yeah. All so right? it, it's in those yeah. endorphins. That could have yeah. been it. Yeah. The woman maybe who walked on me. My God, this guy is foul. I gotta get out of here. So why why no couch? I mean, was there? There's never like a Saturday where you were like, I think I'm going to try to go maybe find one. Well, I told you because I want. I need to redo the flooring in that room first. And I can promise you, when John drives by rooms to go, he's like, "Yeah, fuck you, people. I'm never going to shop why? there." But still, because he's a he's a fucking furniture snob. I know exactly where he's coming from. the floor. He's a furniture snob. I see snob. rooms to go, and I think shit being sold. Right, shit for sale. I knew it. I knew um, it. But it's been no, four years. No, what I'm saying is because you 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 know you have your you just don't buy you don't buy you know usually you've you've got stuff kind of going on in the room. I don't want to just stick something in there. And then I go, now nah, I've got to be, I got to decide on that. I want to redo the room. And then the, after I redo the room. Then you start then adding I the accessories. Get furniture that works in there. Yeah. Man, you are high. Instead of the other way around. That's, well, the reason why is, I'm sure it's faulty logic, but that's the reason why I haven't had a sofa for four, four, four. Years. years. What kind of flooring are you doing? Are you doing like hardwood flooring or tile or what? I don't know because see, I got carpet. I got fifteen-year-old carpet in oh, there now. Yeah. Well, don't sleep on that. That needs to be gone. But I need to get uh, somebody to help me out here. What you need to do is is find you an no, interior designer. As a designer, right? Has that kind of touch. That's what I'm saying. You need an interior designer. Find look for that on Match.com. Well, I, Lloyd, am I an idiot? Well, I don't know. Okay, don't answer that. But I have been for three years. It's like I'm a man looking for that little extra thing because a lot of women like to decorate. Yes. I had a girlfriend in in Virginia and I swear, dude, my it just looked like your typical male apartment. She had such a great vision. She could take a sofa or a love seat and kind of catacorner it in the corner and move shit around. I was like, wow, this looks great. And I would have never been able to put that together. Some people just have that talent. And if you oh, could find man. that, Lyle, 
you're you're good to go. You get a sofa in no time. I bet you'd have one by the weekend. No, nah, my luck would be it would be someone who just thinks the pure one is all that. <laughs> well, you could get. <laughs> yeah. Well, she did make me get rid of my cinder block and uh, two by four, you know, stereo entertainment center. So I had to get rid of that. That was the first thing that went. You know, uh, those now crates, that would be an industrial piece, milk crates. You know, they had the go. I was like, but they look so good in my dorm room. She's like, yeah, but you're 33 now. You know, that's what I need to find somebody (laughs) and work this angle. It gives us a chance to do things together. We work on selects. We go look at furniture. We get things down. We, you know, it's all there and uh, I get it the way I need it. And then I ghost her. Yeah. (laughs) Well, I, I, the only thing I can say is if, if you guys shop at Ikea, don't ghost her before you put that shit together, because I'm telling you. Oh, no, 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 no. I'm not going to do it when it hasn't been. No, it's got to be right because we're going to celebrate how good it all looks. And then I'm going to ghost her. Right. That's great. That's the way to go about it. Right. He said, no, no, I don't need you anymore. Now I need a cleaning lady. You guys, you guys have all been to a pure one, right? Yeah. And all, and all, they all smell the same, right? Mm-hmm. That like every time you go in, it's the same pure one smell. Mm-hmm. So I, it doesn't matter what part of the country you're in and it doesn't matter what decade it is. A pure one always smells like a fucking pure one. Do you think it's right? candles or incense yep. or wicker or what do you think it is? So I worked at a pure one. Okay. Uh, when I was 20 years old right and um and i i that was the first question i had when they <laughs> gave me the job of uh hauling papas on chairs up to the top shelf i'm so and, glad you said that because i was pills. sitting here thinking I about said, what is that chair that they sell I at said, pier where one? is the pier one spray <laughs> <laughs> and the guy goes what are you talking about i go you know the spray or whatever the fuck it is that you guys that Pumped smell. through the air here to make it smell like a Pier 1. Right. And he said, um, oh, no, we don't have anything like that. And I was like, come on, man. You're fucking with me. Of course you do. That Every Pier 1 smells the same. Even when I was a kid, I'm 20 years old now. It's a, it's, what, where is it? And he's like, no, it's, a, it's an amalgamation. <laughs> it's a blend of all the shit they have in the store. Right. Or tan and. Um, yep. And, and uh, I, the. The fabrics and the, all the scented items. Where was most uh, of the stuff from? Was it most Thailand? Most of the stuff that they get, it's from South America. South America? Yeah. Man, it does smell the same, though. You're right. I was a bitch, you know, to have to get the boxes that they ship to you and tear them open and pull out, you know, pinyon, boxes of pinyon and shit. Lyle, what do you uh, think about a papasan chair, man? I mean, that's not a couch, but still you wouldn't have to lay like a shrimp on a uh, love seat. What, what, what did I just say about pure one? <laughs> one, one. You know, any mamazan <laughs> chairs, papasan chairs. What about a futon? What about a futon? How about a beanbag chair? I had oh, a w- for that kind of crap. That's how I met my, uh, my uh, first wife when I first started working at Kiss in 1983. I said, I think I need to get a foot. I had no furniture. I had nothing. I mean, I moved in my Volkswagen down to mm. Texas. And I said, I think I want to get a futon. And uh, I don't know if I, at the time, I don't think she knew what that was because it's San Antonio. Yeah. You know, it's behind the curve a little bit. That wasn't like a lot, a bunch of places to find a futon. Yeah. I was just thinking of something that would be totally functional where I could 
sit on it and sleep on it. Well, you got a couch and a a bed all built into one. I went there, and so now I'm past the futon stay. Maybe you should go back to the futon. I'm sure they're better now than they were back in the 80s. You might could find a really nice futon you could sleep on. a real nice one. It's a couch. You know, it's... Well, I, I don't know. I mean, I... I got to have something that's got enough space for me to, like, some kind of uh, hole or something for my Yeti. Yeah. That's and what I'll I tell you, do. I've had experience with sleeping on a futon recently. I hate them. And they're not so bad. I hate I them. I sleep on, I used to sleep on one ever went to see my friend in New Orleans. Yeah. So. I don't like them. Within the last year, I've been, I've been on the futon. Two things remind me of my youth is ramen noodles and futons. Because that's yeah. all the fuck I ate in college, and then I had to sleep on a futon pretty much my entire 20s moving around in radio, because that's all the fuck I could afford. I couldn't afford a bed, so I had a futon. Exactly. So, and that's, you your, always, that's, that's your go-to for everything. Right. You'd always have the futon, and then you would have the circle chair <laughs> with the circle pillow in it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yes. They always exactly came with the is. futon. Uh, not in our day, Drew. Like the dish chair, whatever it's called. It's like a, you know, looks like a ball. You just sit in it. Like a beanbag chair you're talking about? No, man. It's like the, you know, it's, I don't know. It's like a, it's like half of a sphere and it has a pillow in it, a big pillow. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. it's made out of wicker. You know what I'm talking about? I had a girlfriend that had one of those. Yeah. I tried to get her to hang it from the ceiling so I could put a hole in the bottom of it. That's what sitting there talking about when he's talking about the Papa John chair. Yeah. Is that what yeah, it is? Papa's on chair? Papa's on chair. I mean, yeah. that's, that's what he's talking about. Since you talked about the melange, oh, the, the, the special Senate pure, I can't get it out of my brain now. <laughs> I know, no, man. It's in your head. It's one now. of those things. All you have to do is to say it and you can smell it. Takes you right there so to if you it. Wanna, I'll, t- I'll give you a, a pro tip. If you want your house to smell like a pure one. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, go buy a bunch of shit from Pier One. You could also go and, and get what they call pinyon wood. And then pinyon. you can burn pinyon wood and it smells. It's the closest thing you can get to Pier One in your house. Yeah, pinyon pine. Sure. I got you, man. Uh, but that chair you're thinking about, that's the Papazon chair that uh, yeah. Lloyd was talking about. Do you guys like incense at all? I. No, you know, I walked into a. I went into a uh, uh, Dallas bar to see one of my friends. Yeah. And uh, I walk in and she goes, oh, hey, here's Drew. And she knows the guy behind the bar. Mm -hmm. And she goes, hey, Gary, this is my buddy Drew. He's from Austin. And the guy goes, oh, I thought it smelled like nag shampoo when you walked in. (laughs) I was like, man, fuck you. But he's right because it smells like shit. It, I'm not an does. incense guy. And and I have to say my my better half right now, she loves it. I mean, she wants the shit for her birthday. I mean, it's an easy gift. You can go out and buy incense at book people or wherever the fuck you can. She loves that shit. She burns it by the pool in the house. And I'm just kind of like, I tolerate it. And I guess I've mm-hmm. got used to it now. But I, I got to be honest with you, man. I am just not an incense guy. Just when doesn't was the do. Last time you bathed, pal. Oh man, I just yeah, don't no like. It. I'm just not incense an incense is guy. For people who don't take showers. Well, Maybe I mean, she's trying to tell you something. No, I mean the house is clean. She just likes the way the shit. And now the kids, like Ava's, like, "Hey, Dad, I'm gonna light an incense." I'm like, "Do you really need to?" Yeah, yeah. She likes it. Now it's it's fucking going down to them. Well, when you're 18, you're all into incense, right? Well, I mean, that's the thing. Incense but and my wife is sure. in her 40s. I mean, fuck. 
It's like yeah, but incense it's is a lot stronger than candles, isn't it? Oh, big time, man! And it's I mean, you know, candles put something light, kind of light in the air. Incense it just takes over. Oh yeah, I mean, it's like it. It's and masking, like you said, it's masking something. But I mean, there's there's no bad smells in the house. But she just loves it. I'm just you're supposed to light it to mask your your consumption of marijuana, Lloyd. Yeah, well, I guess I need That's to smoke what more. It is. She's like, I'm gonna burn some incense, Dad. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, who are you talking to, Ava? Old Drew checked in. <laughs> right. Uh-huh. And by the way, Drew, uh, Ava's been asking me a lot about the jewel lately, I want to tell yeah. you. And I'm like, well, how do you know about the jewel? Dad, seriously, everyone knows about the jewel. I was like, I learned about the jewel on Beaver Kool-Aid from Drew. <laughs> That's where I learned about it at. All right. So. No, no. I'll tell you who told you about the jewel. It wasn't me. John brought up the jewel. Was it John? I don't remember. I just remember hearing about the jewel on Beaver Kool-Aid. I'm like, and now Ava's like, she gives me the full breakdown of the jewel. You know, she just went to camp. Because John's daughter, she was in, she knows about the jewel. Okay. That's right. Don't blame me. Yeah. I'm sending, hope, John, do you have your phone? I'm ignorant. Yeah. (laughs) You got your phone? Yeah. I just sent you guys the most badass incense burner you've ever seen. This works well for a Beaver Kool-Aid. Look at wow! Look at the, uh, yeah, look at that! Look at this incense burner, you guys. Well, there you go. That looks more like I would love to smoke pot out of that thing. Mermaid ceramic <laughs> wow. incense burner. That's beautiful. Yeah. Where is that but available? The great at? part about it is that the smoke, <laughs> the smoke comes out of her nipples. Yeah, that's yeah, the I best. That. That's uh, that's awesome. And like into a bowl, and then it goes down some stairs. <laughs> That is awesome. I think we just found well, our like picture it, it again. One's down. It's almost like, uh, you know, the, the bowl made of leaves. Can we whatever. use this on the podcast photo for this week? Yeah. Will we get in trouble? I don't know, man. Good God. Listen, That's you beautiful. can buy this at wish.com. We should post it. It's only 16 bucks. Well, I, I know what I'm going to get her for. Her birthday's on the 4th of July, so now you've completely you go, taken man. care of it. So <laughs> She's going to love it. Thanks, Drew. You know what you pair with this incense burner is one of those oil lamps from the 1970s. You guys remember those? Yes. And they had those, you know, and the oil would drip down with the wires. <laughs> what happened to those? Those are badass. We should gotta, bring those back. Got to bring them back, man. Well, that's a that's a special. I I wish that if that was made of chocolate, I'd really. Yeah, have. there you go. Hey, they're not going to sell that at Pier One, are they? No, uh-huh. not at Won't all. Find that there. Right. I can say, hey, I don't have a sofa, but look at what I burn incense at. Do you guys have one listener that really stands out in your career? I mean, one that I know we've had some quirky listeners in our life, but do you have one listener that you go like, wow, that's that's probably my biggest fan. Do you guys have one of those? No, nobody really ever liked me on the air. How about you, Lyle? I mean, did you have one guy that you or girl that just like, man, just adored you no matter what you did? It was all good. Yeah, I, I was sitting there trying to think. I don't think I had an ultimate fan, but I think there was a group of ultimate fans. Right. Those are the people that would make sure that they, they got you something for your birthday. Yeah. I used to beg for Christmas gifts every year, and these people would come across with some really good stuff. <laughs> yeah, they were the ultimate fans. They knew everything about you. They right. they paid attention. Well, you you know, you talked about how creepy it kind of was 
for some of these fans that, you know, ask, hey, how's Taylor? Or, hey, it's good to see Taylor graduate. What's she going to do next year? Some of those people that you've never met face to face, just kind of have that Internet relationship with. Well, I had this listener in Little Rock, Arkansas, who listened to my my countdown. Her name was Martha Rose. And from 2003 until 2017, she wrote down in a spiral notebook, actually several spiral notebooks, all 30 songs, who the co-host was, when it debuts. This went on from 2003 to 2017, right? So she used to call me on the toll-free line there, and she would call me out when I would make mistakes on the air. So I started nicknaming her Martha the Statistician. And mm-hmm. so her, she, I didn't hear from her like earlier this year. And then her daughter called me and said, Hey, you know, she passed away. And then she oh, goes into okay. her house and she finds, you know, hundreds and like hundreds and hundreds of pages of every countdown where she would, you know, say, Well, uh, this song was the fastest to ever get to number one, or this co host has been on 14 times since the show started in 2000, right? So my 18th anniversary of the show is coming up July 4th, so I'm going to run a show on July 8th. And I I thought I'd pay tribute to her, and I just wanted you guys to hear a little piece of some of the stats she would throw my way. Now, this is a person who listened from 2003 to 2017 and wrote down everything. I I hope her daughter sends me photos so I can post these, but this is is a little piece of Martha I'm going to play on the show, so check this out. Hey, it's Martha in Little Rock. I listen to 100.3 The Edge. Um, that's a four-way tie for number one at 14 weeks. Nickelback, how you remind me in a one, stained, it's been a while in a one, disturbed inside the fire in a eight, and see their country song in 2011. Because I'm constantly writing first song R30 on these charts, and uh, in the last couple of years, you've had so many new bands. It's been so incredible. So, thank you. Love the show. So there you go. That's Martha, the statistician. I mean, and so I've got all these calls that I've saved from her that, I mean, there's, you know, 13, 14 segments I'm going to run on the show. And some of the stuff she throws out there is pretty amazing. I wish I had uh, the pictures of the the spirals because I can only imagine that she would, you know, write these notes about each artist. And she would call me out when I fucked up. She's like, no, no, that, that artist has never been number one. Blah, blah, blah. And she knew. She's like, well, you, you kind of stumped me tonight, so I'm going to have to go through 700 pages to figure out what the right answer is. She was dedicated. That is the ultimate listener to me. And so I feel like it's worth dedicating a three-hour show in her memory because I've never had a listener like that before. In memory of Sarah Huckabee Sanders? <laughs> she, <laughs> she does sound a little bit like Sarah. It's the Arkansas thing. Yeah, it is. It definitely is. But that's Martha. Well, so. that's great. That's great for you, the yeah. Lord. That'll be great. Yeah. So, wanted that's to. That's incredible, man. Give her yeah. a little love. Yeah. That's some dedication. Yeah. I mean, she's t- she's boy. Talk up in your. I mean, you say statistician. That's like a understatement. Yeah. Somebody sitting there writing the songs down and stuff. It's not like she had a download of your, you know. She wrote or all handwritten, and and the PD from the radio station called me and said she lived by herself and she loved music so much and she was. You know, she won a lot of tickets from the station, but she didn't have transportation a lot of times. And literally, uh, whoever the jock was going out to a show, if it was like uh, the radio station sponsored show, 
they would drive out to her house and pick up the van and take her to the show because she loved that's music great. so much. That's great. And this is like, we're talking a woman in her 60s. So that's, yeah, for an active rock radio station, that's pretty amazing. So wanted to give her a little love today, man. Bless her family's heart. Yeah. 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 Thank somebody. God she didn't know the real you. Right. That's exactly. <laughs> <laughs> So my first job in radio was running Casey's Top 40 Yeah, on vinyl. Yeah. There were seven segments. Right. Segment one, segment two, segment three, segment four were all on one side. And then on the other side of segment one was segment five. Right. If anybody who's listening can imagine that. So you got four or five records and you got segment one, two, three, four. And then on the other side of segment one is segment five. On the other side of segment two is segment six and so on. How did you ever keep up with it? Because it wasn't like well, flipping it do. over. I mean, you have to keep them in a stack, right? And you have to know every week that, you know, segment one on the other side is segment seven. Yeah. And then, and then you know, this was back in the day where you ran them on vinyl records. Yeah. This was before the CDs. I would do midnight until six on the air. Yeah. And I'm talking, we're talking, I'm 15 years old. And I would, I would do midnight to six and then on, on, uh, you know, Saturday night, Sunday morning. And then the morning guy would come in from six to 10 and he was always pissed off that he had to do the show on, you know, at all. Cause he's a morning guy and he's got to do the solo Sunday morning show. He was pissed every week. And so he would come in and he would get, you know, high in the back of the station and do his show. Right. And so I would sleep on the couch in the lobby oh, for four well, hours. Andrew. God. I would sleep. <laughs> we had a real nice couch. <laughs> and I would sleep on it. Uh, and so uh, he would wake me up at like 9.55 and go, hey, man, you know, I set you up and you're good to go and I'll see you later. And so we became friends. And, and uh, one morning he shows up. And he says, uh, hey, you want to go in the back, smoke some weed? And I just want to be a part of the scene, right? I'm 15. I've never smoked pot in my life. And uh, I say, yeah, you know, I'll go back there with you. So we go back and, and uh, you know, we, we smoke some pot in the, in the back of the station. And then we go back up. Well, man, I mean, it, I was obliterated, right? So stoned. And it's 10 a.m. And he's like, okay, you think you got this? And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> and so he leaves. And I queue up, I queue up first segment of Casey's top 40. So when you play the segment, you got two two kind of segments on each, you know, side of the right. vinyl. Yeah. And it'll go, and he'll say, but coming up next, song number 40. And then, and then it goes to Casey's Top 40, and then it plays two commercials that are national commercials, and yeah. then you play your two local commercials right. on what were called carts, but for anyone who doesn't know, they're kind of like eight-track tapes. And you got you got one minute to queue up that next segment. You got one minute to, yes, exactly. I am stoned as a gourd. And <laughs> we finished the first segment. Coming up next, song number 38. Casey's top 40. I hit the, I hit the, the first spot gold bond medicated powder. And I flip the record over and I, I cue it up. We finished with the DD seven commercial Casey's top 40. Now we're down to song number two. 
Oh, and I'm like, so you jumped at two. <laughs> <laughs> well, the good thing is that Casey's not alive today because we'd probably get something like this. So today we receive a letter from a guy named Patrick who was ghosted by his friend named Drew. He writes, Drew was a dick. He ghosted me and I never heard from him again. What should I do, Casey? Well, thanks for your letter. Here's your long distance dedication. Hey, Drew, go fuck yourself. Love it. <laughs> uh, it's good times. Love oh, it. I will go to your party and I will tear it up. Really? Beaver Kool-Aid. Get it hard. With Lyle, L.A. Lloyd, and Drew. Make it look a man. So go ahead. Stick your head up your ass. Ha, ha, ha.